Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to The Rooted Podcast, where we talk about real life, biblical truth, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at She Is Rooted. Also check out the website, JennyMeyer.com, as it is my mission to help women cease the striving while resting into who God has called them to be. Now let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today I have with me Dorothy, who has been a guest on here before when we were talking a little bit about the new age movement. She is back with me. She can be found on Instagram at following his ways. And um, I'm really excited for this literally candid conversation today. Um, We were chatting the other day and I'm like, this needs to be a podcast. We need to talk about this. And so other women can hear, because I think that so many women are at that place right now too. And we are going to be talking about quote unquote, the anti-boss babe movements, like leaving hustle culture. Um, and just really what I think overall, what God calls women to do and how that opposes like what culture is telling us to do with go, go, go hustle, hustle, hustle. And so Dorothy, thank you for coming back on with me. I'm excited for this conversation. I'm excited too. Everybody listening, be kind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I already told you, I'm like, we're probably going to make some people mad. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. But one thing that I know that I've had to remember is if something is making me mad that I'm listening to, then I should be like, what is the root? Like, is it saying something about me or not? Because it may not be, but it could be. Yep. Totally. And do a heart check, right? Yeah. You're going to get defensive. Yeah. I mean, if you get defensive about something that you're listening to and it's like, you really get defensive instead of just turning it off and being like, "Eh, I don't agree with that. But if you get defensive and angry, something's going on in your heart um, about it. So I am excited for this conversation. And like I said, this is totally candid conversation um, based on our conversation a couple of days ago. um, And literally I'm like, all right, let's record this because everyone needs to to hear this. Um, but as we get started to all of you ladies listening, um, this is by no means saying that if you are kind of in that phase of life of where you are like running a business or, you know, doing all the things, please don't take like this as we're belittling you, um, or anything like that. We're really just wanting to get this message out that it's okay to not be and I'm doing air quotes, like boss babe here. Um, it's okay to rest into what God has called you to be and do. So Dorothy, do you want to get us started on on, on how this is going to flow? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, we're definitely not trying to pick on people, but going off of what Jenny was saying, I think a lot of women don't realize that they have another option Mm -hmm. because our culture especially our generation of millennial women, like, I don't know, would you say that we were really the first generation of women to be raised by, by full-time working women? Yeah. I mean, I would think so. I'm, you know, thinking back to my mom worked full-time. Um, but I think, yeah, that generation above that didn't. So could I mean, be, I know that my, my grandmother was a school teacher But I mean, her mom, you know, it was at home. You took, you were, this is a term that maybe you guys have not heard before, or you ladies, um, the home economy, right? Mm -hmm. You're operating your home economy. A lot of times we don't think about all of the things that go into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah. So we, or at least I want to have this conversation so that women know that they, there is another option, um, and do some self-reflection and evaluation Mm -hmm. and see where you're kind of falling in this. And I'm trying to remember a lot of the things that I said in the message to you the other day. Um, a little bit of my backstory, if you guys have no idea who I am or what I've done, I have also had my own small businesses. I've worked outside of the home. Um, I still do have a very small business, uh, but I started feeling a shift in this because I have been, you know, nose to the grindstone, hustle your face off. Um, 
for a long time. I've run a business on social media for going on 10 years. Um, when I was pregnant with my, my only child, I literally started a boutique out of my house while he was in the NICU, you guys. Okay. So a lot of people are like, I don't know how you're doing this. And I think you're kind of in shock sometimes when you're in situations. Yeah. And it was like, it kept me busy. So I didn't think about what was actually happening in my life. And that can be another reason that we use work is like, we're avoiding the other stuff, the ugly stuff, the hard stuff. We can just kind of cover it up. Um, but it only lasts for so long. And so I hustled my face off for the first 18 months of his life. And, you know, it was a home business, but it was still taking me away from my family in many regards. And I sat in my therapist's office and cried because I was like, I can't remember this milestone that my son had or whatever. And so like, there's mom guilt on both sides. I feel like a lot of working women and even women that are working at home. Mm-hmm. And anyway, in the fall, I started feeling this shift of like, I am, God created women for a specific design. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we can feel a void or, you know, this emptiness or whatever. We keep searching for like our purpose, our purpose, our purpose, which our purpose is to glorify God, right. And to serve him. But as women, he designed us to be nurturers, to take care of the home, to be a helpmate to our husbands. And when we are constantly working against that, we are out of alignment with how he created us to be. So we keep like searching and trying to shove stuff in this void. I mean, one, it can only be filled with God, but again, the out of alignment part. Um, and I just realized I was like, Oh my gosh, like that was it. Mm -hmm. I will say when I was growing up, my goal was not to be like a wife and a mother because you were probably taught by culture, you know, girl power. You go to school, you go to college, you get a degree, you get in debt, you have your own career, your own things. And then maybe mm-hmm. you get married and you have a family. Yep. Yep. Totally. And what I said to Jenny the other day, I was like, what about the women that they don't want to go to college? They know that they've always wanted to be a wife and a mom, but they feel like that isn't a noble thing to do anymore because it's not looked up to, it's kind of looked down on. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just the mom, like, Oh, what do you do? You just like sit at home. Like, what do you do all day? I would be so bored. I literally had a friend say, I'd be so bored. Like I couldn't do that all day. They're just like staring at the walls. And I'm like, yeah. is that really I'm like, I just stare at my wall all day long. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, if that, that is a choice for women, like if they feel called to, be home with, with their children, have a family, help their husband. There is no higher calling. There's no more important work. And I wrote a little something down and I said that women want to feel important and the world tells us to be important. You get a job and your worth is about the money that you make when really the important work exists within the walls of our home, raising children, creating an environment of love and warmth in our space being a help to our husband, we run the home economy and that's our important work. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're outside the home, you know, if you're a surgeon or a nurse or a teacher, like God bless you, Mm -hmm. it's not to belittle. But also the flip side of this is, do you feel a void? Do you feel pulled to be at home? Like, is God speaking to you in that way? Um, Because we've kind of created the situation where go to high school, go to college, we become a debt slave because then you graduate from college, you've got a hundred thousand plus dollars in student loans. And even if you want to stay home and you, that's where you feel called, you can't, yep. you can't do it. Now you have to go to work for somebody else and your children go where yep. to be raised by somebody else for somebody else's ideas to be put in their head, because then we create whatever kind of community and society, you know, the world wants versus what Christ wants. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we are now. We see, you know, kids are 
dropped off at daycare when they hit six weeks old and they see their parents for two hours a day and mom and dad are tired. They come home like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I see it a lot more, more so in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. Well, I can't talk today. <laughs> entrepreneurial space, um, especially the past like ten years, and maybe because that's the space that I've been in, and yeah. I've been. Um, I've totally been that one of like, yeah, like what's my purpose? My purpose is this, and and. Um, you know, having business coaches and mentors that are like driving that into you to like, Mm -hmm. what's your purpose instead of looking at like, what is your God-given purpose? Like it was, it, it almost like when I was in that space and in the hustle and in the go, 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 I didn't bring God into that. And I, that's what I see a lot of women do today is like, I can build a business, I can do this, but then, I mean, when it boils down to it, and I think that's what kind of really in 2020 that like I woke up to like when it boils down to it, what does this matter? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm making good money, but like, do I like, do I need it? Do I, do I need to be killing myself, not being present for my kids, not being present for my husband? Um, because I'm literally like, yeah, I can work at home. I'm on my computer, but I'm mm-hmm. in my office, you know, or on the couch with my laptop, like tuning everyone else out and working until goodness, 10 o'clock at night sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not like, yes, it is sometimes so nice that like you can set your own hours, you can, you know, set things down and, and go make dinner or do whatever. But it's women have a really hard time separating work out when you're working at home, separating that work out from your family. And and I'm speaking for myself here. Like I would have this constant, like in the back of my head, well, shoot, I didn't get this done. I need to do that. I have this, like all these things like to-do list and, um, deadlines or whatever. And it pulled me away. Like I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, well, you could just get to go to work. And when you come home, like you don't think about it. Like mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have that. And yes, that's the life that I've set up for myself. And I mean, I'm so much better than I was two years ago. Um, and really changing the course of my, my online stuff as well. I mean, I let go of a lot of money to be honest, mm-hmm. like a lot of it. And and really just following God's path. But you know what he gives you when you follow that path is he gives you peace. He provides for you. Um, and like, you can't even explain it to like it. It's such a cool thing to really trust God when you are following his lead. And I think that's what makes me sad about a lot of women that are in the space now, right now, and have this sense of like, I don't want to do this anymore, but how do I let go? Like, like you said, like I have all this debt and, and I mean, that leads into another part of the conversation that we were talking about is like, what, what does that stem from? That's the debt enslavement system of the, our culture of breaking down the family unit, sending mom to, to college, you make all this debt or you, you incur all this debt. And then you go get a job and literally your job is paying for your debt and paying for your childcare when you think about it. Mm -hmm. So you take all that out, what's left. So it's sad. It really is sad. So yeah. In the entrepreneur space for women, um, the other thing to think about this too, is the energy that female entrepreneurs are operating in. It's very masculine right now. Yep. Yep. And again, that's, <laughs> that's also out outside of the design, but we're being fed it everywhere in the entrepreneurial space from the books you read again to the coaches, the money that's invested in this stuff. Like, I'm just like, if I could just have back half of what oh, I know, I know <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, I'm at home. Yes, I can work for myself, but it got to the point where my husband would be like, could you like put, put down your phone because you think that you can like multitask, yep. but you're not doing anything super well because like, you're never off. You feel like you always have to be showing up for this is, this has been my phrase lately. I was like, I am tired 
of creating all this content and all of these things. And, you know, like right now reels is the big thing. So it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to compete for seven seconds of somebody, some stranger on the internet's attention. Mm -hmm. So I can hold their attention long enough that maybe they click follow on my account and six months down the later, down the later, down the road, Mm -hmm. you know, they can be like, oh, I think I will buy that $22 faith-based t-shirt from her. Yep. Like what, what did it really matter? Was it really worth it? And I also had that moment in 2020 when the world was, I mean, it's still crazy, but we really didn't know what we were coming up against. And, um, I walked away from pretty much everything that I was doing. And I just paused and I was like, the only thing, only two things that are important right now is, you know, telling people about Jesus because who knows how much longer (laughs) we've really got here. And is my family prepared for whatever is to come? And, you know, I saw so many women in the entrepreneurial space, just trying to like plow forward. And some days I thought like, why can't I be like them? And, you know, like, well, good for them. I mean, they're still making it happen. And then I was like, but like, did it matter that she made enough money to buy a new car? Like all of the things, like you can't take any of it with you. Yep. You can't store riches here on earth. It won't, it won't go to heaven with you. No. And so I was just like, I'm tired of feeling like, like we're competing with technology too. Like, cause we see so mm-hmm. much happening in the space. You would never, you know, pre-internet days, if you were a woman that decided to start a small business, I mean, maybe you were a florist or something, right? And maybe there's one other florist in your town. You know, you might see what they were doing. Or maybe if you went to a conference, but you weren't constantly bombarded all day long, Mm -hmm. seeing what other women entrepreneurs were doing and feeling like you were falling behind. And, you know, God forbid you took a day off or a week off or you went on a vacation and you actually didn't work and you were, and you weren't thinking about, oh, let me take this picture so I can post it on Instagram. Exactly. Yep. Like even when we're trying to turn it off, like it was still Mm. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with on that tangent. So it's okay. I mean, it's, it is really sad. It's, I mean, when you say it's seeing those people in 2020 that just like plowed through and whatever they're selling on social media, like that kind of broke my heart. Like I was just like, how, how can you do this knowing what is happening in our world today? You're still asking people to spend this money. You're still, Mm -hmm. you are literally not even acknowledging the chaos in our world. Like, and in this, this complete change, which I guarantee you almost every person probably has some sort of PTSD from the year 2020. Like, yes. I mean, even like I was driving home the other day with the kids in the car and, and, um, there's this phone number of this business and the last four digits was 2020. And I was like, Oh, like, and I said it out loud and I'm like, I wouldn't want that phone number, like joking with the kids. And they like totally agree. Like, Oh yeah, not 2020. Like there is all this stuff going on and yeah, it's great for those people that needed the income still was able to make it happen when you're working at home. But to not acknowledge the state of our world and, and to put so much emphasis and so much focus on their business because they had to do it. But yet I guarantee you in their heart, they were just dying inside. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because, because of what was going on in the world. Like I know there was days, like, I'm like, I just want to stay in bed. Like, how is this our reality right now? And luckily, I mean, God had plans for me because I, I left a, a big position early 2020 without even knowing what was about to happen in our world and went back to more of where he wanted me as far as like the mindset work, the heart work, the devotions and everything. And it literally was like, I started that, um, March 2nd, 2020. So right before the world shut down, like two weeks before. And luckily I had that, but even looking back at that, I'm like, no, I, I literally like, I should have not done anything. I should have focused on my family. And if that yeah. means that we needed to cut back on spending or, or anything, like 
then so be it. But I mean, I'm at that point now, like I, I can look back on it and obviously I've made changes in my life now to where it really is like, nope, God first, family second. Um, so yeah. do you see like women on social media that are in this struggle? Like, I know I have, yes. but like, yeah. what do you see? Like, how do you see that? What are they doing? This feeds in perfectly. I just typed something down. Cause I was like, I don't want to forget to say this. If you're a woman in the hustle right now and you're like, this does not feel good to me anymore. And you have kids, the business will be there later. Yep. Your child's childhood and this season of your motherhood is so fleeting. And I know it sounds so cliche and maybe you're listening to this and you have a one-year-old and you still feel like you have to hustle your face off. Take it from me before you're in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) put it down. Like seriously, go to the Lord and just be like, what do I do with this? Um, I literally said something to my son the other day who is five. And I was like, well, you can, you know, you can ask God about that. And he goes, but he doesn't talk back to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he does, but it's just in different ways. So seriously, like think about that. If it's your side hustle and maybe it's not the income that you really need. Maybe you feel like, Oh, it's just my fun money. I mean, obviously there are situations where we do need more income for things, but if it's truly something you can sit down or if it's truly something you can change the way that you're doing it, think about it. But, um, I see this happening with a lot of women. Like I I've taken a social media hiatus for the past week. Mm-hmm. I felt the prompting last Sunday in church and I was like, oh Lord, please don't make me do that because nothing <laughs> sounded worse to me. It sounded good and bad at the same time. Yep. And so I texted a friend and I was like, would you please pray for me about this? And the first thing she said back is I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. How many days? And I didn't want to tell her a week because I knew she would hold me to it. And I said, three days. Well, three days came and went so quickly. And both of us were like, we're not ready to go back. (laughs) It was like, it was like trying to walk back into like a toxic work environment. And both of us were like, we don't, we don't want to go back. But what happened was she did get back. My other friend got back on Instagram and she was like, you have to watch this video. And literally it was another mom with a large following that has just had her second baby. And she was like leaving Instagram. Like, basically I can't do this anymore. I can't be everything for all the, all the people, you know, and Stuart, this gift that God's given me. And that's something that I've talked about a lot on my platform is like stewardship, whether it's our time, it's our finances. Um, it's the body that God's given us. It's the children that God's given you. Like we need to be attacking it from that end first instead of showing up for strangers online and feeling like we have to hustle our faces off because I'm like, if I could rewind, like there were points during all of this for me where my husband would say not, he hasn't said it very much, but the times that he has said it, it's been impactful. And he'd say, have you ever thought about, and when he said, just being a mom, you know, Mm. that, um, I feel like that gets a stereotype now, like, Oh, you're not just a mom air quotes. He was like, Basically, like, have you ever thought about just taking a step back? Yep. Yep. And like being where you are, but then we feel like we're falling behind and we're going to see everybody else pass us. And it's like, it, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. when it comes down to eternity. Cause I had a come to Jesus moment laying in my bed the other night. And just with this very small business that I'm doing now with my, my graphic tees, and I was like, Lord, why does it feel like this is so hard right now? Why does it feel like it's not working? And it was a slap in the face. And I did not say this to anybody else besides one person so far. So now everybody gets to know. Yeah. <laughs> he said, because you're trying to make it about yourself instead of me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But yeah. that's what happens. Even when we start out with the best of intentions, because we are fleshy <laughs> Mm-hmm. creatures. Yep. And I was like, okay. So I was like, you're going to break me down on this, aren't you? Yep. It's happening. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been an interesting process. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and I think so many women actually are going through that right now too. And it is like this fleshly, like desire and struggle of like, well, no, I see her over there doing that. Like I can do that. I could do that better. Like, let me Mm -hmm. do that. And I mean, social media, yes, I think, I think it was created for evil purposes. Like that's my opinion. Um, but God is using it for good, for his good. And so there is good that has come out of it. But the biggest thing that I think women, you know, in our generation and maybe a little bit younger, um, than us, but they, it's caused this comparison game of, I will never be good enough. And in order for me to feel good about myself, I have to then hustle day in and day out to, to feel good about myself and to, I mean, in quotes, arrive and I made it and all of this stuff. And it's, I mean, it's killing women. It literally Uh is Uh killing us because it is taking what, what God created in us and taking, we are made in his image. The devil is coming in whispering lies. You're not going to be like that person. And so you try, try, try and never get to that point. It's always like, well, one more, like, you know, I can do this. I'm going to do this. Um, just keep going, keep going. But the, the enemy literally is corrupting our image, like how we view ourselves. So instead of viewing of ourselves as I'm a daughter of the King, I'm the daughter of God. I am, you know, made in his image. What does he want me to do? I'm going to do what, what he wants me to do to serve him. We're letting the enemy whisper lies and we believe them because we don't know it's the enemy. Like, you know, you have to be very, very, very um, drawn in and in tune with the word of God. I think to, to be able to have the discernment to know, no, that's, that's a lie from the enemy. Um, but he is coming in and distorting the view of how we view ourselves and it's in its heartbreaking. So yeah, the comparison mm-hmm. literally was eating me alive on social media. Mm-hmm. It was awful. I think particularly in the past six months, and I don't even really know where that came from because I mean, I was like the first group of students to get Facebook when it launched. It's been a long ride there. And I've been on Instagram for 10 years. And I'm like, why is this like now? Why is it so bad? And I don't know if it's because the way of reaching people has gotten different and, you know, the reels and the attention and the whatever. Yep. But I was just like, this is so not good because it was making me like, I don't want to ever look at another woman, especially, I mean, let's, let's just be brutally honest here. I don't ever want to look at another woman that's in like a ministry, trying to run a ministry account and feel jealous of like, well, why did her account take off? And yep. why is mine still in this place? Yep. I mean, the, the flesh is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, I would just feel so disgusting over that because like, it's not like, that's not what's good and pure and right and whatever. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, that's not where I want to be. Like, and I was like, that's not where I'm going to be. Cause that is something straight from the pit of hell. Like I want to be able to cheer those other women on because at the end of the day, we both have the same goal of like sharing God with people, but social media definitely makes you feel like, again, I have to run as fast as I possibly can and do all of the things at the same time. And at the detriment of everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm going to switch gears really quickly because I feel like maybe some women have heard this. Um, have you heard in the I think boss babe is actually a trademarked word, but um, (laughs) please don't hurt us, Natalie. That's her name. Um, But like that, the culture, the culture of the hustle and like, I'm the CEO woman and whatever entrepreneurial world. Um, I have heard other women use the Proverbs 31 woman as, you know, she was the boss. Yep. And I'm like, I think that is actually used against women sometimes. So just be forewarned out there. If you hear somebody peddling it as 
she was this business owner and she did all of this and this and this and this. But did we know that she did all of that at the same time? Yep. Yep. Did we know that she was doing that? Like, like this could have been multiple years and seasons of her life. Yep. It doesn't necessarily mean that she, you know, in one week she considered a field and she bought it and she, you know, was making the yeah. clothes and she was, yep. <laughs> she was. And so I've, I've heard that I want to say peddled around, but, um, I think then it's really easy again, if you're not discerning for scripture to be taken and used the wrong way. I mean, I totally agree with that and try and real quick while, while you brought that up, because I did a devotion series on Proverbs 31 woman, um, probably goodness, maybe a year ago. Um, but I, I actually just pulled this up. I want to read what I said, um, about it. So I said, spend a few minutes today reading these two different versions of Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. So I had the message version and I had the NASB and I said, look at how they are similar and the differences in the choice of words. But before we dive into breaking down who a Proverbs 31 woman is, I want to emphasize that a Proverbs 31 woman has little to do with if you have a career or if you are a stay at home wife or mom, but it has everything to do with your heart and your attitude towards what you do and who you do life with. So as we walk through these scriptures, scriptures of Proverbs 31, let's focus on the heart behind her and not necessarily the behavior, because the last Mm -hmm. thing I want for you is to feel as if you are not doing enough or not living up. This chapter is not about doing everything, but rather it's about becoming. So our focus will be on that heart change to become a godly woman of faith. So that's so funny. You brought that up. Look at that. That's how the Lord works though. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, wait a second. I have that devotion on my phone still that I wrote because I mean, when I did that, it was that exact thing. I'm like, I don't want these women to read this and think I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this. And I, and maybe I don't have a career. Maybe I am just a stay at home mom, but that, I mean, we need to look at that chapter. It is about the heart behind whatever you do, whatever, Mm -hmm. whether it's being at home with your kids, whether it's folding laundry, like that's maybe, maybe you do the laundry for your whole house that day. And that's, that's the only thing you get done. What's your heart and what's your attitude behind it? Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And when we're talking about doing laundry or doing whatever, um, I think it's easy to forget that everything that we do can be done to the glory of God. And even within our own home, that is still a mission field. Yep. And, you know, what if you didn't do the laundry and you didn't fold the towels and you didn't make the food, like your family is going to be like, what's going on here? I don't have, you know, I don't have this or I'm hungry or whatever. Like you're doing work. Unfortunately, it feels like we live in a society that, um, isn't valuing what it should be valuing, but you are valuable and God sees your, like you said, your heart posture behind things, right? We know that, hold on, let me go to the end of, end of Proverbs 31 here. Um, Charm and charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, you know? So like, again, that's where is your heart posture? Um, and one thing that I have tried to do, I mean, there are days where we're all like, I don't want to wash these dishes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to fold this laundry. Um, but I have found myself trying to change that and being like, I'm glad I have dishes to wash. There are people that wish they had running water to wash their dishes, or they wish that they had a sink to wash their dishes in, or I'm glad that I get to mop these floors, even though that is my least favorite chore to do. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people that wish that they had had a floor to wash, you know, and I'm not saying, cause then again, you could be like, that's comparing. Just be grateful where you are. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. And I think that a lot of women, I mean, at least that I see, cause I've had a, I've had a handful of women reach out to me probably in the last like six, nine months of like, Hey, how, how did you leave what you were doing? Like, how were you okay with that? 
And I had to be real. Like it was hard. Like it was hard. And yeah, was there many, many times where I'm like, did I do the right thing by walking away from that? Um, but I knew that God would, would honor and, and like bless my obedience. So obedience mm-hmm. of if, if you are feeling, if you're listening to this and you are feeling like this is me, I'm so tired of the hustle culture. I am so tired of trying to, to wake up before the kids just to maybe get a little quiet, quiet time, or that's the only time I can do my workout. And then I am at my desk working, you know, building this, this business all day long. And then the kids get home from school and that's it. You know, if they go to public school or even private school, and I'm so tired of this, if that is you, you need to spend time praying about it. You need to spend time. What is God telling you? And remember, you're not going to hear his voice if it is too noisy in your life. Um, And I had to learn that the hard way. Like I literally could not hear his voice until I stepped back and I, I got my priorities straight, like where he was number one, every single day, every single day. And it's not immediate. Like it doesn't happen like, Oh, that first day, like that you make God a priority. He's going to be talking to you. It's learning discernment. It's, it's, it's learning to listen to the Holy spirit. That's what it is. Um, and then being obedient and, I mean, in church right now, we're studying Revelation, which I absolutely love, but I believe it's Revelation 1-3 says, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but essentially blessed are those who read these words. Um, What is it? Something, and I got to look that up, Um, obey, but it's like really talking about like obeying and Mm -hmm you read them, you hear them, but then you obey it and, and don't push it away when you hear him. So yeah, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed, which means obey the things which are written in it. We have to listen to God, hear it. Well, first we have to read, we have to hear and we have to obey. So if God is telling you when you, if you feel that little, like still small voice in your heart of, you know, I, I need to take a step back. I'm pushing myself. I'm not doing what God wants. Then you need to listen and obey. So that's, I mean, that's my story, but it's hard. It's not easy. Oh, it definitely is because I feel like also like, what are, what are people going to think if I, if I just step away, if I don't, If I'm not like running this business, you know, like I have a business degree, you know, what was all this money that was spent on a degree for, you know, like, are people going to think like, oh, she started something and stopped it again. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's so much stuff that goes in, but I have just found myself so much lately, like just being like, God, I just obedience. I was like, I just want to want <laughs> what you want me to do. Like, I want to walk in obedience. I just want to surrender all of this to you. Like, and I still feel like there is and actually, actually yesterday, I feel like I finally got some clarity, but, um, I was like, I still know that I, I want to help other women and I want to foster things and mm-hmm. whatever I was like, but yesterday was the first time in the longest time that I got all of these ideas taking a walk, you know, cause I'm off of social media, I'm out in nature. Yeah. I'm just, you know, versus yeah. being like, I'm stuck to this phone and I'm seeing people do the same thing. And I'm, and it was the first time it, like ever that I got this, this whole idea for this. I mean, like big picture. And I realized when I was done, like talking it out to myself, I was like, none of that was about a business. And I mean, that's a big thing for me because my husband's always like, um, do you have any, like anything you could do that you, that you don't try to monetize like seriously, like even down to a hobby, you guys, like I couldn't even have a hobby. He was like, do you do anything for fun? And I was like, what's, what's that? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's what hustle culture has taught us. 
Yeah. Like you can't sit down and watch a TV show because that's time you could be spending on your business. So instead of like sitting on the couch, watching a family movie, it's like, oh, well, I better be responding to these messages. Yep. Somebody might need me. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) But but take the picture of your feet up, you know, with the fire going and be like, hashtag blessed. (laughs) Yep. No, it totally, it totally is. Oh goodness. And I mean, so what are your thoughts on like, cause I've been thinking a lot cause my kids are getting older, but about college, cause I'm just like, you have to hundred percent know that you want to go to college. Don't just go to college. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to. I feel like I have been the really weird person in my friend group and my friend group is shifting a lot probably because well, yeah. Yeah. Of that. But, um, people are going to be like, you are such an irresponsible parent. Actually, I think this is pretty responsible. We um, are not really encouraging college. We first and foremost will encourage a trade, especially like, so we built a house. It took, I mean, my husband did a lot of the work. It took two, over two years. Um, He's very handy and I'm very thankful for that. But what we discovered through the things that either he didn't know how to do or things that it was just going to be faster if we subcontracted them out. There's such a need for electricians, people that do flooring and tile, people that know how to do plumbing, people that know how to do masonry work. And every single time we wrote a check to any of these men that owned their own businesses, Mm -hmm. I would say, as I signed it, I am in the wrong line of work. Yeah. I'm, wow, $7,000 and you worked here by yourself for a week with the radio going. Like, uh, wow, wow. I think we have done an incredible disservice to boys and girls, forcing them into the college track and not letting them explore things before you force them into a hundred plus thousand dollars worth of debt. Because I mean, how many people do you know that got a degree? They hate their job. Then they're like, Oh my gosh, like, I didn't know that this is what my job was going to be like. Like, this isn't what I, I want to do. And, but they're stuck. They can't Mm -hmm. do anything else, Mm -hmm. you know? So right now my son says he wants to be a farming building firefighter. So we got some years to go. Um, no, I mean, you want to build stuff? Let's do it. You want to farm? Like, let's do it because what's interesting. And I, I love my parents. I'm very thankful for everything they've done for me. But in high school, I went to a very small rural high school. And at that time you did like vocational completers. And so, um, that's going to sound so bad. If anybody's listening from my hometown, I'm not trying to knock anything here. I love where I live, but it was like, you can go across the street to the nursing home and, and help. Like if you wanted to be like a nurse, yeah, which was probably the equivalent of giving sponge baths and bringing food. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and you could go do the agriculture or mechanics. And I was like, well, that, that's not my forte. Like all the things that were being offered to me, I was like, this makes no sense for me. Or they were like, do you want to take a parenting class? And I was like, no, you want to take culinary <laughs> arts? No. Like I already know how to cook. Like I have brothers. I understand about taking care of babies. Like, so I decided just for fun that I was going to do horticulture. So like floral arrangements and stuff. My mom was like, absolutely not. What do you think you're going to do with that? The funny thing is now I'm 34 and I have joked for the past year that I'm going to start a flower farm Mm -hmm. and I'm bound and determined that I'm going to have this little micro flower farm. And I was like, isn't it funny how the things like from childhood, you know, like they do resurface. So like, listen to what your kids are saying and don't be like, you know what, Johnny, you should be a physical therapist. You know how much money physical therapists make? You know how much debt physical therapists have? Not knocking my physical therapist friends, but still, you know, it's like, yeah, we're not encouraging the college track unless he was like, I know I want to be a doctor. Yeah. Obviously there are things that you need to go to higher education for. Yeah. But every job that I've had since college, I have not needed my degree for. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I've only had one. I mean, the first 10 years of, of graduating college, I needed it for the field that I was in. But after that, literally the past almost 10 years since then, it's like, I have taught myself what I know I have, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously taken like some courses when I was doing personal training, I got certified in that. And that's just so different. It's so different. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, don't just automatically assume that you have to go to college and get a degree to do stuff. And, um, Cause I think our world is changing. I think it's so different than what it was, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago where it was, no, you, you have to go to college. And I mean, this could be a whole nother topic, but what are they actually teaching at college? Like, yeah, I, I feel most colleges, probably the majority are liberal are teaching the ways of the world, not teaching the ways of Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think it's kind of scary for our kids too. I mean, especially those Christian kids that are raised in a Christian house, but all of a sudden they go to college and like, boom, I have freedom. My friends are staying this, like I'm being taught this and, and they walk away from God. Um, right. But think about what that's doing too, because they're, the girls are being indoctrinated with feminist agendas. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about feminism, we're not talking about that. We don't think that women should be able to open a checking account by themselves or yeah. none of those things. Should you be treated like an equal human being? Yes. We're not saying that we're talking about when feminism enters the picture, as far as like men are pigs, we're going to demasculate them and we're going to masculate women. Yeah. And like, that's a, that's a whole thing. So then when that starts being placed in these girls' minds, you know, when you go to these college campuses and these girls were just like, we're protesting. So we're going to rip our shirts off and paint our bodies or, you know, we're going to stand here and and scream in the faces of people that are, you know, saying choose life. And you're going to wear, I'm not even going to say that (laughs) keeping PG, but you know, like, yeah. So the, the boys are being taught to be less manly and the girls, like it's, it's a free for all. Yeah. Like, why do you want to send your child somewhere for a hundred plus thousand dollars that either you're going to be paying for, or they're going to be paying for, for the next 15, 20 years mm-hmm. to literally be brainwashed. Yeah. Like take that money and help them start a business. Yeah. I mean, this should tell us something when an 18 year old couldn't walk into a bank and say, I have this business idea. Here's my whole business proposal. I need a hundred grand. They'd yep. laugh you out of the place, Yep, yep. but they will gladly give it to you. If you're going to put it into the educational system mm-hmm. and there's no guarantee when you walk away that you're going to yeah. have a job yeah. to be able to pay it back. Yeah, Totally. I mean, I think we're being taught, like women are being taught out of high school that you can do it all, you can be it all, and you can do whatever you want. Like you don't need to to submit to your husband or anyone, like you can do it. And I mean, personally, that was something I had to work through too, because I thought that. And, and, and yeah, could I support myself if I needed to? Absolutely. But I took it to the extreme of like, no, I can do this. Like I was, you know, in charge of all the finances at the house. And, and literally in 2020, when I walked away from that other job, I sat down with my husband, like, like, I know I can do this, but I need you to do it. Like I need, I I am going to be submissive to you despite how hard it is for me right now. And let me tell you, our relationship the last two years has never been better. Like, yeah, because I let go of some of that control that I was raised with, that I was taught, like, and, and that thought process of like, nope, I'm going to have this huge career. I'm going to work full time, like in my own business, I'm going to make so much money and I can do it all. And I can buy whatever I want. I don't care what my husband says. Like literally I had that mindset and it wasn't until I walked away with God's prompting and handed it over. And, and yeah, do I still have a business? Yeah. I still have a business online. Do I work as much as I used to? Absolutely not. Am I okay? If some months I make not very much money? Absolutely. Like at this point, I do not even care anymore. Like, and, and I've lost friends 
with, with what I'm doing, I've, um, I'm sure people have lost respect for me too. And, but you know what? I've never been happier. Yeah. And that's not the risk. You don't want their respect if, you know, they can't respect where you are, but I agree with you. Like the submission thing, like that's a dirty word in our culture. And I've asked, I've asked questions on my Instagram. Like, you know, when you see the term stay at home, mom, what does it make you think of when you see the term submissive, submissive, what does it make you think of? Um, I was surprised the last time I asked about submission and being submissive. I only had like five people that said it had a negative connotation. And one person mentioned something about abuse in their family mm-hmm. history. And I'm like, I can get, I can understand where you're coming from with that, but, and I'm not excusing anyone's be- behavior, but it's like, that's not biblical s- submission because yeah. when you submit to your husband, you're submitting to a man that is, you know, like he is supposed to love you. Like Christ loves the church. Yeah. Yep. And like, that's a, that's a whole, I mean, we could go into a whole <laughs> thing on, on biblical submission, but yeah. I was in the same place as you. Like I met my husband when I was really young mm-hmm. and like, I was not expecting it at all because my mindset was I'm going to go to school. I'm going to have the career. I'm going to have my own car. Like I remember envisioning like, you know, the job I was going to have and I was going to buy my own car and have my own townhouse. And like, this is how it's going to be. I was going to get out of this place. And then God's like, and here you go. Yep. Like yep. very traditional Baptist <laughs> yep. man that I meet who was raised in a very traditional family, Southern family. And, um, you know, when I got out of college and I went into my first full-time job, first two full-time jobs, they were awful. Like to the point where like, like, even if we didn't need the money that I was making, I was too afraid to step away from it because like, no, this is, this is mine. Like, this is my security blanket. Absolutely. This is like, it was terrible. My husband was like, you're going to have to make a choice because it's impacting our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you want, do you want to pick this job that you really hate? Yep. Because like, no, that's not what I really wanted to pick. And walking away from, from a steady paycheck, even though I hated it, um, was hard. And when I left and I remember like handing in my resignation to my boss, who was a woman, um, she was like, well, well, what are you, what are you going to do now? Like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't, I mean, I didn't even have a child at the time. I was like, I'm going home. And she was like, you're what? I was like, I'm going home. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to be at home. Like yeah. they could not wrap their minds around the fact that like you can be married and you can be a homemaker. And I mean, businesses came after that, Um, but they couldn't wrap their minds around it. So if you're listening out there and and maybe you're a woman that doesn't have kids yet, you can still be at home and be a homemaker and, and not have kids. Like you can Mm -hmm. still do that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a really funny side note. My parents were over the other day and my mom or my dad and I were talking about social media and getting off of social media and how I was feeling. And my dad said something, he used the term housewife. And my mom was like, we don't like it when you use that term. And I looked at her and I was like, that's the problem right there. Yeah. We have brainwashed women to think that being called a housewife is a derogatory term. Yep. Yep. Are you kidding me? Well, we prefer the term homemaker. Like my mom works. Like, I was like, I don't know why you're getting bent out of shape about this. Like, seriously. And to be honest, if those of you are listening and you're thinking like people are going to judge me. So when I left my full-time job about six months later, I got invited to a wedding where a bunch of my like college friends were going to be. And I was so nervous and anxious because I was like, oh my gosh, like all of my friends, they have these big jobs, like right outside of DC. Like they all seem like they're living the life, you know? And one by one, as I talked to them throughout the night, they're like, what are you doing? And at the time, I mean, I've done so many things. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm at home. I I left my banking job and actually I've been baking bread. (laughs) 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 Like, seriously, that's what I would do sometimes. Like people would want loaves of challah bread or whatever. 
And they're like, man, I wish I could do that. Yep. yep. These other women. And then you realize like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. So all of us have been hiding behind these facades of like, we're happy whether you're this woman entrepreneur or you're this working woman. And I'm not saying that there aren't women out there that are genuinely happy with what yeah. they're doing, yeah. but there are a lot of women that are like, Jesus, take the wheel because like, I don't want to steer this ship anymore. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. But meanwhile, we're over here thinking like people are going to judge us if we're just, if we're just at home and we're just taking care of, you know, we're stewarding what God gave us in these walls, you know? Yeah. And that's what culture has taught us. That's what culture has like pushed on women to break up the family. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I honestly think there's a whole agenda behind it, which that's another Mm -hmm. topic for another day, but we can't even have a conversation without thinking that someone's going to judge us or I'm not as good as she is, you know, she's going to be like, oh, that's so stupid. You know, this, this negative dialect that goes on in our own heads that prevents us from having real conversations about it. And, you know, the funny thing is that you saying that those girls were like, oh, I wish I could do that. I totally agree with that because there, I think there are so many more women that are in that position right now that want it so bad, but they don't know how to get it either for the fear of rejection from people, the fear of, oh, I can't let go of this lifestyle I'm living, um, or whatever it is like women want it. They, I think that we are getting to the point in, in our world today where women are finally realizing, I mean, I know in my own life of like, no, what's my real purpose? What is my real purpose? And and I mean, thank, thank the Lord for that, honestly, yes, that he's yeah. waking women up. Um, so yeah, well, I, I know we've been on here for quite some time, um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer, but no. is there anything um, you want to wrap up with? Well, I will say this, I guess, and then we can wrap up. But when we're talking about changing our lifestyle to do this, it may be something that you have to do. Like there are times that like, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening in the, in the past year, you know, a lot of people lost jobs for mm-hmm. not wanting to, to take certain things. If you catch yeah. my drift yeah. and, um, you know, we were in that position and, um, I was like, I don't care if we have to walk away from this beautiful house that my husband invested so much time yeah. building for us and the dreams that we, you know, have for this property and the, you know, the chickens that we wanted to raise and the crops yeah. that we yeah. wanted to grow. I was like, I will get an RV and, and boondock on my in-laws property if I have to. And for him, that was like swallowing his pride of being like, oh my gosh, like you would go that far. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like would things sting and suck a little bit? And like, yeah. but like, I can't take this house with me. Yeah. Like, and the only place that we are truly irreplaceable, like is with our family. Yeah. Like the jobs can replace you, you know? So again, like you said, God, then family, and then we can fill in the rest with whatever, you know, we are being led to fill it with, but yeah. And the thing is like, whoever's listening to this right now, the peace that you get from God, when, like I said, when you obey and the way he provides when you obey is mind blowing. I mean, it's, it's unreal. And literally, I mean, over the past two years in my own heart, the work that he has done because I have not been in the noise because I've been able to step out of that daily hustle and actually hear God and be in his word and store it in my heart, um, is irreplaceable like that time. And and just knowledge and growing in truth in his word, it's so worth everything that I let go. Like it is, it is so worth it. Um, and again, we're not saying like, go ahead and like tomorrow say, Nope, I'm not going in. You know, I'm, I'm done. (laughs) It needs to be a choice. It needs to be a conversation with God and your family, your spouse, um, and make sure that is the right move that God wants you to do. So, I have loved this conversation. I mean, we could go on and on. Oh yeah, we could. (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. Well, ladies, we will let you get back to your day as well. I appreciate everyone listening, um, taking the time out. And again, spend time in prayer. If you are having that little bit of conviction or uneasy, unsettled feelings of what you are doing as far as the hustle goes right now, spend time in prayer and um, get on your knees before God. And he will answer it. He will show you what he wants you to do. Um, so Dorothy, how can um, the listeners find you? I do have a website now, Jenny. I know. I saw so it. Proud. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's followinghisways.com. And that's there. I will be adding to the blog there. And then I'm following his ways on Instagram. Uh, that's probably going to be the best. Yep. 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 Perfect. Well, Girls, let go of the hustle and rest into who God has called you to be. Have a great rest of your day, you guys. See ya.